and welcome to the podcast. I'm Ross. I'm Phil, and this is Ross and Phil talk movies after 15 minutes before they got on the podcast talking politics. <laughs> <laughs> politics, life, death, and everything, literally everything. Um, it's needless to say, like, thankfully, dear listeners, you would not have heard any of our, our ramblings, but it's neat. I think it's fair to say that neither of us are a particular fan of the current current political and economical state in Brighton. I think that's our. Somewhat, somewhat of an understatement. Somewhat of an understatement. Um, well, thank you for joining us on our our re- relatively regular podcast journey across the world of movies. How are we doing, Ross? Um, I've just got over jet lag from LA, which was fun. <laughs> like just like, over. I need an app to track where you are, so I can try and get a podcast <laughs> every now and then. Right. So AFM, right? Yes, correct. The American film market for those who don't. So, so obviously, um, I never got to AFM. Went to Cannes multiple times, but uh, never got to AFM. For for people that have never been to AFM, what's AFM like? It's funny you mention that. I just, funny if I just, uh, I think I just reshared an, an article about what AFM is and what it is not. Because uh, we had a conversation hour, right, about how Cannes has got. Like after you came back from Cannes, sorry to jump across you, but it's very relevant. We had a conversation about Cannes and how Cannes is not the Cannes I remember it being. No, not even close. But right. also, it's not the Cannes that people see on the news either. No, and it never has been. Right. Not, yeah, it never has been before. It's been about the stuff you see on the news about the Cannes Film Festival. It's around two percent of what happens in Cannes, and and about one percent of the entire location. It's like here's the red right. carpet. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, that's that's all that exists. Except it's not. Um, so, so like, so my question is, what is AFM for people that don't know, and how ha, has that change been reflected there as it has been in Cannes? Somewhat. So the AFM for people who don't know is based in San Monica in LA in November every year. <clears throat> it is literally a film market, which means for buying and selling of films, there is no film festival attached to it. I'll say it again because actors keep turning up to it, which is a complete waste of time. <laughs> Uh, it is absolutely not a film festival. Uh, don't but I can get a AFM. job, Ross. If I turn up with my showreel, yeah. yeah. I will get yeah. a job. Yeah, no, you won't. Um, anyway, also, it's based in LA, where the heart of all of this stuff is anyway. So why someone would travel to AFM, like, specifically as an actor, is beyond me. Um, it's just a hotel, right? It's literally just a hotel. It used to be more. It used to be a couple of hotels, the Merigo, which is now the Marriott. I haven't, just to be clear, I haven't been for two years, so there's been some changes in the last year or so, which I wasn't aware of until I got there. Um, so essentially, you need a badge to go to this place below, which is a very nice hotel. And essentially, sales agents and distributors have offices uh, in the Lowe's. It used to be in the hotel next door as well. There were some people there, but they weren't really uh, the companies, they're just people. Um, like an overspill, really. Um, and uh people make appointments to come and you know uh distributors come and uh, make meetings with us with us so for example we're a sales agent internationally and we are a uk distributor so we had appointments set with uh foreign buyers like from different territories looking to potentially acquire our films for their territory which was lovely uh we had a bunch of those meetings we share an office with the lovely company indie rights uh and obviously we're evolutionary films uh we've shared an office every year it's great so uh, it really is literally a market for buying and selling films. If you're there to do anything else, you're probably wasting your time. The way the AFM advertises it is sort of interesting because about halfway through the market, there's a badge you can get that's you know a lot cheaper. So what we found was a lot of producers show up with their nine scripts. Um, 
a lot of which emailed me. <laughs> so I, I get a lot of emails. Uh, I continuously say, uh, we're at the market to sell. We're not acquiring anything. And we certainly wouldn't acquire a script level, but that's specific to us, I guess. Um, and they'd say, well, if I could just get five minutes. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then I would be, if this is not a joke, I would be in the office, like uh, John and Diane, my, my partners, were taking the actual meetings. And occasionally, this would pop in. This was more of a second half. and say, Ross said it was okay to come and have a meeting. And oh, I was like, no, hi, I didn't. I'm Ross. <laughs> I'm Ross. So that's kind of fun and stupid. Um, but, you know, you, I can't, who can blame producers for trying? I mean, it's, you know, we've all been there. <laughs> so uh, it's understandable. But to be clear, because it's been interesting, there's been a few articles published online which have gone fairly viral about what the AFM is and what it is not. Uh, and I would suggest, if you're an actor... Please don't take up our time. Um, <laughs> filmmakers, I can sort of understand it a bit more. Uh, but one of the key changes used to be that you used to be able to walk into the Lowe's uh, without a badge. You just needed a badge to go upstairs because that's where the offices start, like from the floor up. Uh, I believe it was last year that it started. You have to have a badge just to enter the hotel. And in many ways, that's been a big improvement because you get much, much, much less bullshit. Yeah, so uh, people that are around. there are people much that more are paying. They've paid, yeah, and that's exactly. Real. Exactly. And, and you've got to remember, people forget, but or people don't think about it, but, but distributors and sales agents have spent like thousands and thousands of dollars to be, you know, they have to rent out an office. It's thousands and thousands of I dollars. Do exhibitions They're not there to meet anyone. Yeah, yeah, I do exhibitions in my job and it's the same thing. It's like the tyre kickers when an event is free. And like I did an event in Scotland and we were a business accountancy focused event. Yeah. And next door to us was a baby-focused event. And next door <laughs> was a Microsoft-focused event, all run by the same company. Uh, and one badge would get you into all three events. So oh, have you yeah. tried selling software to someone who is in, with a fucking baby in a pram? Actually, funny, Not I good. did, but it was, uh, it was weird. <laughs> um totally unrelated to, to <laughs> but I, yeah so it's i mean the thing is one of the things i love about it and partly los angeles is much nicer than london in november uh let's let's just let's just put that that way uh but also it is one of the more businessy ones. like can has a habit of being you know you get a lot of nonsense there it's much less in more recent years um so in many ways that's good at the same time though the energy level certainly has gone down simply because there isn't so much of a buzzy atmosphere in, in the lobby. Um, so it's a bit sort of 50-50 in terms of atmosphere. But of course, for business, it's certainly a, a better thing, if we're honest. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Um, there are screenings. There are market screenings. I didn't go to any of them. Uh, and yeah, no. I mean, and the thing is, if you're there for business, if you are there because you have a finished film, that's a, that's a different prospect or a film in post that's a different prospect to turning up with a bunch of scripts you know because you're, you're potentially able to everyone's show got time to, to to read a script at an event like that yeah it's absurd but it's really weird in, in the build-up to any of these events where or markets where suddenly you'll get an influx of people saying uh, I, I know you're very busy in the run-up to the market could you watch my 40 minute short no 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 i no i'm not going to do that weirdly like why um, or, yeah, in fact, if you I show say, me a place where I can make money off your 40 minute short, yes, I'll correct. Have to watch your 40 minute oh, short. And also, by the way, there are some sales agents that deal with short form material, so it's not completely crazy. Uh, but do you research? I suppose the point is, do you research? Do you Yes. It's so very expensive is, to go. We When we went to Cannes, right, all those years ago when we were selling Left for Dead, for example, we certainly knew who we wanted to see. 
Yeah, we targeted we, people. Yeah, who we knew we'd stand a ch- Like, there was no point in us taking our film to Dimension and going... Fox. Fox. <laughs> going, yeah. Hey, look, are you interested in a, in a martial arts movie that literally cost a bag of crisps and a bottle of food colouring? How did we arrive back on the pavement? Like, how did... I don't even remember leaving the office. How did we... <laughs> like, instantly... It's like they have a teleport button. Like, <laughs> um, That's so at least we had like we had a a idea of who and, and you know you luck into a meeting with someone that was well outside of your your kind of area mm, every so often you talk to someone and you go oh that's actually quite an important person i'm gonna pitch it to them anyway for the fucking shits and giggles but you well, certainly you didn't well. waste people's time no that's what i think people do value that i think people <laughs> almost underestimate the value of someone actually going thanks for not Oh my god! (laughs) I have been in sales and and kind of like did the film thing and and for me, the one thing I liked about the film industry and it's probably the only thing, is that like yes, there's a lot of bullshit, but if you come to someone with something that they don't want, nine out of ten times they will tell you on the spot in the most honest and brutal way. Yeah, I mean I remember some friends of ours. having their film turned down in front of us for a multiple of reasons. And it was, it was quite harsh. Yeah. Right. It was, it was quite hard. So like, and we had left for dead turned out fucking so many times. Of course. Absolutely. But we knew what we had though. Yeah. No, we knew what it was. Um, (laughs) And like, I know we talk about it quite often, but including the best way when, when they broke down the first 10 minutes of the film and basically made a decision because it didn't have an, an exterior shot or something. I actually saw him again. And he said, yeah, I I saw him, Tony. I actually did see him and he was absolutely lovely. (laughs) I remember we, I I always take the piss. That's always one of my most memorable stories, but I I think I always follow up by saying the following year when we were sat on worldwide on a fucking 20 foot banner. Yeah. um, Tony was the first person to turn around and go, well done. He did. He, you're absolutely correct. I, I remember supportive. the shit, but I remember the sugar as well, right? Course, and and actually, absolutely. between it, it made a perfect story. Anyway, uh, so you're back from AFM. You've seen some Hello. films. We were going to do kind of a wrap-up of films that we have seen, um, but um, I'll tell you what, let's very quickly do the last film we saw, as long as it's not the film we're going to talk about. <laughs> Sorry, say that again? So Let's do the last film we saw. Right. As long as it's not the film, as basically we're going to talk about Terminator, Dark Fate, oh, I see what you're Terminators. Okay. So, so like, like we'll do the last film we 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 saw as usual. Understood. I think. Do you know what mine was? Quite embarrassingly. Uh, no. Frozen no. Two. Why is that embarrassing? First one's amazing. Just like of all the films to to kind of like to have to talk about on the podcast. Mine is Frozen. What about what about what about your old film as well? Ah, so. Um, due to kind of personal issues this week, I had like a, a pretty tough train journey back home and I watched, I, I, I like, I'm like, I need something that can distract and entertain me. So I watched Roxanne. I love Roxanne. Isn't it's it? A great it, it, it genuinely, I think it's one of Steve Martin's best films. It's fluffy and light as shit. Um, yeah. it has Rick Rossovich from, from Top Gun. Slider. Slider. Slider, <laughs> um, fucking love. Who His name is Slider, just to be clear. And he just didn't do enough afterwards. 
Yeah, he's done bits and pieces here and there. But I like Rick Rockovich. Um, but Frozen Two, um, it, really quickly, right? Because probably the majority mm. of our audience won't give a fuck. But no. um, it's it's exactly what you'd expect a sequel to Frozen to be. It's not as memorable. It's not as good. And if you took Olaf out, it would be a right. really boring film because Olaf actually oh. makes the film funny. But but it's very beautiful. It's very well put together. It, the story makes no real sense. Um. And it, it's not boring, right? So I wasn't bored, but it's not it's not lightning in a bottle like Frozen. Again, I preface this by saying I am 43 years old. <laughs> I am as far from the fucking target market of this movie. I'm a 43-year-old straight guy that doesn't have an obsession with Disney. Well, we so, are rare. <laughs> exactly, right? So, so, like, I am not the target market for this film, okay? Mm. Um, but I'm sure my daughter thought it was good. And I'm sure my wife liked it. I'm sure a lot of people will like it. So that's my last two cool. films. Guys. So I'm going to give a token mention to one, but but my 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 most recent <laughs> old film that I saw, which I saw at the Prince Charles Cinema, is they showed Deep Cover this week. Oh, the Lawrence Fishburne, Jeff Goldblum film from 1992. Fucking it's random. Fucking it's fucking amazing. Yeah, I have no idea. It was advertised like months ago. I was like, I'm getting out of it. And it was on, and it's 18 rated still. And it was on 35 mil and all that. Directed by Bill Duke. It's really fucking Directed cool. by Bill Duke? Yeah. It's got an amazing cast. Ooh, I did like, not like know the cast on it. The cast on it alone will make you sick. And I'm just going to briefly, quickly, quickly do it. Because it's like, what? Um, so Fishburne, uh, Fishburne and uh, Jeff Goldblum. Anyone who wants to see Jeff Goldblum firing guns, like, I mean, for real, it's like fucking crazy. Uh, now is I that not the Goldblum's in... bad guy? He is. Well, he's like, he's, he's a really bad, bad guy. Yeah. Because um, it's like really out of out of type for him to do something like that. Oh, that you've, you've never seen, you've, I mean, you've <laughs> never ever seen him do anything like it before, since, after, whenever. So you've got Gregory Sierra, Charles Martin Smith from The Untouchables, Roger Gwinner, I never don't pronounce his name, Gwinner Smith, Glyn Turman. Like, if you just look at it, like Clarence Williams III, if you, if you like, it's a proper, everyone's been in everything. Like yeah. since then, everyone has been in everything. So that's uh, that. But and it's fucking great. And I haven't seen. I'll be honest, I haven't seen it in probably probably more than ten years. It's still great. It's a very nineties film. I probably haven't seen it since I saw it in the cinema in the nineties. I'm going to just give a super token mention because it wasn't the last new film I saw. But uh, it's really to do with the fact that if you haven't seen this film yet, I want you to see it a certain way. Ford versus Ferrari, or as we know it, Le Mans '66, which is a belter. If is you it get good? the chance, well, it's a bell. No, I really enjoyed it. If you except, um, I wasn't going to go this deep, but Bale's accent is very, very distracting, but it's still very good. I've seen, the, gets, I've seen a clip and I was like, right. like what is he shooting for here? Because I don't well, get it. I'm supposed to be Brummy, but it really isn't. Um, Brummy? Yeah. Not peaky the character is Brummy. The character is Brummy. Right. So it really isn't. But what I will say is, if you have not seen this film, and I recommend you do, it's very captured, like it goes by like a bullet, literally. If you get a chance to watch it in 4DX, definitely do it. Oh my because, God, I can imagine because, that. Phenomenal, because right? because the, car, the, car, the, the, the car races, it's like being in a simulator. It's unreal. It's like going to a theme park. It's absolutely, because I've, I've done 4DX one time before in Mile 22, which is just the shittest film. So I don't know why that was in 4DX. And you couldn't see what was going on. 
What was amazing about this film, Le Mans 66 slash Ford versus Ferrari, is the car race scenes are <laughs> super clear as to what's happening. The camera work is unre- like it's very hard to explain oh, okay. until you see it. But I hugely recommend so, doing it in 4DX. It was I a fucking one, amazing experience. I think I only saw one review and like and it was like and this is why I don't tend to read reviews, but it it was a quite negative review and I was it put me off. So There's I was nothing gonna go bad see about it. it. I was except like, for, Honestly, except for Bale's accent, which is just questionable. He's still very good at it. He's very good at it. It's just the accent is like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Um, also, everyone else is fucking, honestly, Damon is amazing. And okay. also, John Bernthal, which, who I didn't know was in it, is fucking out of this world. Oh, he's brilliant at everything. I mean, it, as long as he plays the same character, pretty much. But Well, he's, he plays Lee Iacocca. It's what? It's fucking brilliant. So ask me, answer me a question, right? Ooh. In America, Ford versus Ferrari. Mm-hmm. In England, Le Mans '66. Mm-hmm. What is the more mem- what is the more known brand? Le Mans Racing, which right, appeals yeah. to a fucking handful of people in this country. Uh, uh, yeah. Or the two most known car companies in the universe. The only thing I'd say that, and you're right. The only thing I'd say is. I still think it's, it's also a mistake to call it Le Mans 66 just because it's so close to the Steve McQueen film, which is just odd. Yeah. Uh, set around the same time, if I remember correctly. But it, Ford versus Ferrari is still a shit title. It's like, a terrible it's, title. It, it's a really <laughs> terrible title because it could be a boxing match. But I just, like, I get it in terms of, like, say, the two brands. Like, I, I absolutely understand it. But it's still a terrible title for a film. Yeah, I mean, both are Some, bad titles. Rock, Rocky versus Rambo, uh, Chocolate versus Cheese. Hold on, uh, hold, on, like, hold, on, hold, on hold on, Rocky versus Rambo. That's the fucking funny. best thing ever, right? We should actually, we should actually. I think Rambo, I think Rambo might win that. Can, um, can, can you imagine, like, a film with Rocky, with Stallone playing Rocky? Oh, no, do you know what they should do? They should recast. I should play uh, both roles. No, no, no. Uh, they recast absolutely. Rocky. No, they recast Rambo as Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I want to see Rambo versus Matrix. Um, <laughs> so let's talk. Um, sorry, sorry, very, very briefly, very, very. Because my actual most recent film, aside from what we're about to talk about, was Twenty One Bridges, which I watched last night. Uh, it's very good. I would, I, I was expecting. I didn't really know anything about it except for Chadwick Boseman, who I'm not convinced can act yet. Um, I mean, all I mean by that is, is that I think he's good on screen, but I haven't seen him doing acting. Yeah. What I, um, and although I've heard that James Brown film he did was good, so but um, and it said it said from the, the Russo brothers, but they didn't make the film at all, they're, they're just on as producers or something. Oh, I know. I so, so, but, right. it, but, but I thought, yeah, so but here's JK Simmons, Chadwick Boseman, uh, Taylor Kitsch, and Sienna, right? Taylor Kitsch and Sienna Miller. I've never seen them like this. I've very, very involved, I, I, I did fucking good, like really, really fucking good. Like Hold on. really, yeah. really uh, superbly. Not just in a good film. She's really good. I did not recognise her at all. I was like, who is that? Is that Elijah Cuthbert? Who is it? Like I couldn't figure out who it was. And by the way, that's not a bad thing. Was it Maria Bella? It looks a bit like Maria Bella. No, it was fucking Sienna Miller, and she's fucking great in it. Like, like full on. Who is this person? And Taylor Kitsch never seen him in anything like this before like not even so this really interestingly good and the action's really really good i will say it falls down a bit at the end like just at the end it falls down in this kind of epilogue bit but like it's a really taut of what 
Ford versus Ferrari or 21 Bridges? What would I go uh, to? Where would I put my money, Ross? Okay, if you have Ford DX, definitely go and see Ford versus Ferrari. Don't. But then I would actually say 21 Bridges. Just because just because it's a really taut, lean action thriller that I, I didn't really know what it was about. Okay. And I was not disappointed at all. J.K. Simmons is awesome. There's a big body count in it. Like, there's a lot of action in it. Um, Bozeman is very good in it, quite bluntly. Um, and, and as is everyone. Like, there's a real... Oh, Keith David's in it. That's fucking awesome. Um, it's it definitely falls down a little bit. Yeah, like, a little bit. Just Keith David's in it? Hold on, Keith, Keith David's still alive? Keith David's well alive, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely no, didn't know he was awesome. around. He must be like no, 90 by now, surely. He's awesome in it. He's really good in it. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I, it's one of those things where I'd go, I really recommend it, but it does kind of fall to at the end. But I, because I went in knowing nothing, which is rare, I, yeah, I was really, yeah, I, and I was, and I, I was kind of going, is that Taylor Kitsch? It looks like Taylor Kitsch, but this is guy, this guy's a good actor. So, uh, uh, what's happening? And he's really good at it. Like, it, yeah, it, um, I would almost recommend, again, if you could do it without having seen anything. Go and see it. I was, yeah, I was impressed uh, with this slight caveat at the end, like just okay. And it wasn't right. bad at the end. It just, it just kind of, it just was a little bit anticlimactic at the end. <laughs> okay, so let's talk Terminator. Um, but before we get to Terminator, let's talk Terminators, right? So <clears throat> obviously, what five films so far? Yeah, before this one. This is number six. Oh, five before this one, yeah. So, and I think I think this is pretty easy, really. But if you had to put the first five in order, best to worst. You had to put them in order? Yeah, so your favourite to your least favourite. Okay, uh, for me? I, know, I think I know where you're going to go, but go on. Okay, so Terminator 1, uh, Terminator 2... Terminator 3. <laughs> but hang on, hang on, hang on. But then, but then, Genesis, then Ooh. Salvation. Oh, no, actually, you know, then Salvation, then this, yes. Yeah, no, actually, wow. actually, no, actually, no, no, that's not true. This, then Salvation. Okay. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, this is, yeah. So I'm Terminator 2 all the way. Yeah. Then I understand that. But it's close. Um, yeah. Just simply because I was an 80s kid. I was an I was an I was a seventies kid brought up that hit about sixteen, roughly when that film came out. And yeah. as a big Arnie fan, it pretty much was everything I wanted and more. Um It's a very so, good film. I just I just think the first one is it's just ever that all of them put together. But then but then there were genuinely times if I had to put the alien films in the order that I watched them the most in. It's aliens first, isn't it? Yeah, sure. it's aliens first, then it's alien three for me. Then for me, it's, it's Alien Resurrection. Alien. <laughs> it's Aliens and Alien Resurrection. <laughs> for real. Because it's a fun movie. That's it's a fun movie. tragic, mate. That's one of the saddest things I've ever heard. <laughs> I know. I'm not, I'm not happy about it. But it's, but, the most, it's one but, of the most fun ones. Yeah. And, like, I watched Alien 3 as much as I watched Aliens growing up. Mostly because I loved the kind of the, the press. Anyway, so mine would be Terminator 2, Terminator. I actually like Terminator 3. Yeah, Terminator, by the way, that's been much maligned. I think it's not, It's the problem with Terminator 3 is it's just safe. Yeah. Oh, no. Like, it's, it's perfectly fine. It's got a good ending. It's got a very uh, and good it's ending. also got that fucking phenomenal truck chase, yeah, which is real. 
right? My, my problem with the truck chase, though, and, and have you seen Dark Fate yet? Yes, 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 yes. Right. So my problem with that truck chase and in some ways for Dark Fate truck chase is they are just doing the Terminator 2 truck chase to the point where Dark Fate will get into it has an actual shot that copies T2. Yeah. That thing where it kind of rises over the bonnet and the hood and you see the turret. It's like, are you fucking... Yeah. I actually said that out loud last night. Are you fucking serious? So, but so, but yeah. I, I like the practicalness of... Oh, it's good. No, it's well done. It's, it's well done. It's yeah, like, it's well done. I, like, I think Zoe's dad was there when they were filming it. Yeah. And he said it was like quite the fucking thing to witness. I'm sure. That but also, process. can I just say, on that, on that same note... I genuinely think that big truck chase with with uh, with all good truck chases, the truck chase in Genesis is fantastic as well. The one on the bridge, I actually think fantastic for real. And I know, but again, that film's quite heavily taken the piss out of. I actually think that Genesis works as a ride. I'm not saying it works as a great movie, but it works as a proper ride, and it's a real yeah. homage to all. I the mean, other in, in the same way that, that that jumping off a cliff could be described as a ride, um, um, and but you know, um, anyway. So Terminator Two, Terminator, uh, Terminator, mm. Terminator Three. I again, with caveats, I quite enjoyed Salvation. What's awful? Caveats. Oh my God, it's fucking terrible. But I, I, I like the fact it's set in the future. I like the fact it's mm. our first proper look. Uh, don't get me wrong. The whole like, if you took the whole Sam Worthington worthlessness, side, get rid of the Sam worthlessness and just mm. do it as Christian Bale, mm. like shouting at lighting grips. I just feel like most of most of salvation is incomprehensible. Like there's too much going on. And I was I was actually talking to a friend today about again about Dark Fate. There's an action scene in Dark Fate where a thousand things are happening at the same time. And I'm like, could you just why do we we'll get into it again? But I'm like, why why is there a thousand things happening at the same time? And for me, salvation happened through the movie to the point where I fell asleep for, I think it was four times watching it like it was yeah. terrible and, and then for me genesis is bleh, so fucking far from it um mm. so i feel it's better than salvation fuck fate right what i mm. i look back mm. at my review and i actually gave it a six which i think might have been bordering on slightly generous what are you talking about but, can i say course. if you're gonna give it six right but hang on if you're gonna give it six you give it to mackenzie davis because i could not take my eyes off of a whole movie so she, she to me is she to me right is everyone's going on about Vanessa Kirby no it's Mackenzie Davis actually oh she's like she's the next fucking darling, amazing right? and just, she's the next but she's the next thing like she's the next like Vanessa don't get me wrong I like Vanessa Kirby and all that shit but like the, the, the mad hype about Vanessa right, Kirby sorry I've got to pick up on this Vanessa Kirby yeah. thing good yeah. in good in what? Mission Impossible good in Mission Impossible yeah good not great Thompson good. Shaw yeah, the moment she picks up a gun, it's embarrassing. Oh, the she, fight with the, the fight with the rock was, was fucking. And awful. she cannot hold a gun. You know, I have a big thing no. on this. Yep. Yes. Huge thing on people not holding guns properly. And it's a movie about people holding guns. And Idris Elba equally yeah. in that yeah, film. Terrible. Terrible. Cannot hold a gun. I am convinced. Like you look at for all of Dark Fate's issues mm-hmm. right look at Linda Hamilton and she yes, of course. you get the feeling that she sleeps with that fucking gun oh yeah look, she's and I mean in the biblical way yeah I think she's got it right up her pussy but um I just I just <laughs> thank first you. thank you Donald Trump <laughs> yeah thanks yeah thanks Donald um I just yeah like yeah it just ugh. like just Vanessa Kerr, like act like I want to see it in dramas and shit what is this? 
she's in action films thing. No, she's she's not, action but Mackenzie no. Davis, I've got to say, holy shit. If she was in if she was in Hobbs and Shaw. Oh yeah, mate, one hundred she is a specimen. And, and, I, and I'm not kidding. I could not I, I know how this is gonna sound. I could not take my eyes off her until I fell asleep. I fell asleep for ten minutes. But I I just I was just like, who is this person? You it turns out she's been in films and TV and shit. I've like, yeah, never seen them. She's in um Halt and Catch Fire, which is fantastic. Yeah, I have. Like, yeah, I have. The polar opposite role. Mm. But so so my thoughts on Dark Fate are this. It's mm. it's Unnecessary? Unnecessary. Film. Say that again, because I just think it's unnecessary. It's three quarters of a decent film. It's totally Is unnecessary. It? I was reading an interview with Tim Miller this morning, and he said he'd never worked with James Cameron again. And his logic was, and he said, look, if I direct a film... I want to be able to make have a say on what this film is, and his apparently his idea was that Legion wins, and so that, so but, like so so. But this is one of the problems of the whole thing. This whole there was a bit when Linda Hamilton looks at um I can't fucking remember and then uh Danny and she goes oh. and she goes and she goes she's John. I'm like wait stop wait a minute what? So so she I, I know why she says it, but it's like but it's like hang on you're. You're now watching your original film play out in front of you as an audience member <laughs> that you can help. But but then none of it happened. So and now it's Legion, not Sky. Why does it have to be a different like yeah. like what's okay. that about? And and if it's different, why is it making Terminators? If if the Legion thing is not Skynet, why is it making Terminators? I shouldn't care. It should if it was fun, I wouldn't care. No, you're right. Um so, Lousy. so oh and do, quickly quickly sorry sorry on exactly the same right. sorry because it's just right isn't isn't is 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 like, is mackenzie mackenzie is from i think mean, you said 2042 yes yeah, is it 2042 right so so that's what is that 23 years away and it's and it's like the technology is absurdly star warsy nonsense right everything is absurd in 23 years time and and um and what's the other thing? But also at that point, um um she's a child when she meets her. So so I don't understand like 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 she because because she meets um Danny meets uh, Mackenzie Grace. where Grace. Grace where Grace is a child who is like twelve or something right or whatever however old she is like thirteen whatever she is right twelve or something yeah right but but she's twelve. At a time when the technology has taken over one, which has to be in 20 years or so. Unless it happens tomorrow, I don't understand. How, because then she sees Grace at the end of the movie now. And Grace is, and I'm convinced it was a different actress to the person who played her in the future. But anyway. Uh, it's, it's a, the timelines are very that doesn't work. That doesn't work at all, does it? That's not just me, right? So, that doesn't work at all. No. And also, so, in 23 years time, Danny looks like she's 14 as well yeah that's really weird what the fuck and and they're kind of Sorry. in love with each other which is also a bit weird <laughs> very <laughs> very strange when they met like she's a child like she's a child she's 12 or, th- or something and, and it's definitely so, it's definitely love right i didn't miss yeah, but no no that's no that's i mean look i mean i suppose you could you could sort of you could sort of Consider it to be, you know, the com- you know comrades in, you know, brothers in arms sort of, like, you know, like 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 in a band of brothers scenario, you know, that like you could kind of, you could kind of put that 
on it to a degree, but I'm pretty sure they fucked and scissored and stuff because I just, it's just, that's how it came across because she cares so much about it. It can't just be because she's, I mean, it could be that. I don't think it was. Very unlikely, wasn't it? Um, I mean, they're either insinuating it or they're not. It's like one or the other. Great opening, right? Uh, mm, okay. So I... Mm, I like the opening. I, I like, think the opening... I, I the think the opening was... Alien. Oh, the very, oh, the very opening is yeah. good. Like, the bit of the bridge and all that stuff. That was all right. Um, no, I'm talking about then, the gets, Alien 3 bit where... Oh, fuck it. Look, warning. Rest of this podcast, spoilers. It's all spoilers. If you, if, if you're not, if you if you if you don't want to have a I film think, bombed, but I don't think I don't think you can spoil a film that's incomprehensible. Like no. I just I don't but, think you can spoil. So they killed John and they killed John off at the beginning, which I quite mm. liked. I thought it was a nice start to the film. It was very unsurprising, and at this point, I was like, "Oh, oh, they're gonna yeah. do some fucking funky shit here." And they didn't. They just replayed Terminator no. Two, and they, yeah. not only did they replay it, they referenced the fact they were replaying it. I know. It a was like a, a, a non-meta meta film, which is really odd. Like they don't reference the fact that they're being meta; they just reference the fact that they're referencing a film. I know, which is meta by itself. Um, Schwarzenegger was good. I really liked what they did with his character. I thought it was interesting. I, I thought that was no, good. I've got no yeah, idea how he managed to hide the fact he was a Terminator. <laughs> it's absolute bollocks. Really, because it's not sexual. You kind of go, I mean, you're physical. You kind of go, I mean, obviously not, because that would be fucking bananas yeah he just fucking split her in nine or something stupid um i'm coming like like what the fuck <laughs> <laughs> you have to make like fake cum Look or something like, the terminator is about to go get, off my off get down i'm going to come now like, <laughs> okay. what, what what do you want to do in bed tonight honey get down get down get down i'm going to i'm going to come i'm going to come now like what the fuck's <laughs> happening Get to creep by uh, you, like <laughs> If the sun was half robot, like how is that possible? If you're gonna go batshit mental, right? Just fucking go full eighties, right. right? And have a half fucking Terminator. Kid. I wanted the kid at the end to look at the camera, and one of his eyes was red. And I've been like, right. yeah. they, <clears throat> they they went that far, Maybe but like. Made film in my head that was better than what it was. But isn't it at some point, Mateo, is it Mateo, right? Isn't yeah. it at some point, wouldn't he have turned around to his and gone, Mom, is that a robot? And she'd just be like, I don't know, probably. I don't know. Like, yeah, I mean, who cares? But, but, he looks after us. Why can Dad lift an entire fucking car? Yeah, it's just total nonsense. Um, it, it, it was enjoyable. It was enjoyable, but... But this is it. So, it was, so let it me just explain something that happened. Until me, it fell apart. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> well, I think it continuously <laughs> fell apart throughout the movie. But there's, but there's, I, I like obviously I love Arnold, <clears throat> and the Texas joke was moderately funny. And then, okay, but I'm going to try to explain. I'm trying to. I'm going to try to figure out how to explain this. I'm in the cinema watching this film, and every single time and i'll underline that every single time that linda hamilton um made an unnecessary insult to schwarzenegger like which was virtually every time she spoke get off me and just every every time she spoke to him right every time he said something she would say a dig right pretty yeah. much you know every single time imagine hearing this yeah woo, <laughs> that there was a guy in the audience who did that Every single time. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and 
I was like, is that a pre-recorded thing that's supposed to be telling us to laugh? It was very odd. Audiences. Really, very. Really cool films, right? Like, but very, very straight. Like, like specifically on those zingers. And I was like, they're not funny, really. I mean, there's a couple that are funny. It's not funny when every single time they do it. Because you do get a feeling that someone... Like Hamilton went, should I say this when he says that? And they just went, sure, let's just, let's just do that. Can I, can I ask a question? Mm. So, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, woo! <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm not in America. Like, We're not in fucking America. What was that? They sent back different Terminators, which, do you know what? Theoretically, that's not a bad plan. I, yeah, I don't disagree. Right. But they sent them back... So, if they have the ability to send back different Terminators, yes. and more than one Terminator, yes. would the answer not be, bearing in mind they only just managed to defeat a Terminator, mm. like literally only just, would the answer not be to send back all the fucking Terminators? Let him go. Just take over the planet. Yes, exactly. Take all twenty. So, ter- take twenty. Take twenty Terminators and send them back. Because it's time travel, you can send them all back to the exact. You could if if it takes you well, a year, send a Terminator. Right. right so you here's can, my thing. Do you know what I generally think should be a sequel? I think there should be a Groundhog Day Terminator. I, I'm not joking. I really think so. So every time it fails, it sends back another one to fix the failure of. Like so it goes back. <laughs> Like to help, like, I, like behind the scenes. I want to see that. That's I'm, real. I'm, I'm, I'm being seriously for real. I think it's a really good idea. I think that if it can send back Terminator, it must know when it all goes wrong because it all goes wrong, right? So it must be like, okay, so at this point it got to here. So what I need to do is send another Terminator, or like, like it, it isn't going to notice it. It's going to get smashed into by a truck or whatever. So then the Terminator goes back, like he sends it to the same Terminator back. To say, do you know what I mean? So at a certain point, there'd be like seventy Terminators all at the same time, and they can just take down everyone. I think that'd be fucking amazing. I think it's a really then, good idea. Even when they kill John, they just build Legion. Right. Well, it's all of that as well. Why not bring back Legion itself? Why not bring back the actual AI or whatever and, and, and infect the world or whatever? Why not do that? Well, they did. That so many good ideas. They did that in Genesis, and that worked out really fucking bad. Yeah, the cool. ultimate problem here is right. They had it's a the they, they had a perfect, literal perfect two films that formed a closed loop of a story. Yeah. That you cannot or should not take further. And no, let's exactly. go into they, the they all, they're all a mis- right future war. Yeah, I don't disagree. Salvation potentially had it right. But, right for right it idea work. of wrong execution. Yeah, absolutely. But it's like, and a part of this is 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 that that disbelief, that belief, an alien suffered the same thing. You can't have an alien sequel without without Sigourney Weaver. And it's like, well, no, you can. And if you free yourself, if Sigourney Weaver had of died, she can. if of Ripley she had can. died yeah. at the beginning of Alien Three, and it was just Hicks and Newt, right? On, well, like the books. Remember the books? Yeah, or the William Goldman uh, drama, right? Right. The the, uh, audible drama 
for, for the actual Alien Three. Oh, I need to, yeah, I need to, I need to hear that. Really I've, got, I've, got some, I've got some friends in that. Yeah, you <laughs> see, I think you said last time. And so, yeah. so if, if you took if you took her out of the equation, and it was just like it was Hicks and Newt that had to survive. Yeah, it's a very different. It it becomes a very different thing, and. And it's this is my issue here is like everything. So to every film, hey, let's recast John Connor. Let's cast him as a robot. Let's cast him as this. Let's yeah. cast him as that. And it's like, or let's just go to the future war and watch John Connor kick the fucking shit out of robots. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. and get him to the and get him to the oh sorry get Carl to the uh, the time machine or whatever. Yeah. Let's let's do that film, which is all about getting Michael Bean to the time machine. Yeah. And let's use Michael Bean and de-age him. What was that too? It's like, even if it's just in a few scenes, great. Yeah, like, it's it's like, there's so much more interesting stuff, but because we're so wedded to the fact that we have to have Linda Hamilton or fucking Arnie in everything. Except for Salvation, of course. Except for brief, It's the briefly, except that they do some brief... Yeah, they do that uh, brief fight at the end. Which yeah, it wasn't very good at all. I, I didn't. Yeah, it worked okay, but it wasn't very good. <laughs> so, like, I think I liked it better than you. I think that's kind of... So, again, we haven't got into, like, the set-piece stuff, right? Which I found all of that terrible. Like, like, but even, 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 but even though no, but all of it's done well, I just found it super complicated. Like, why the Terminators? Why does the fucking, the very first fight in that, in uh, there are so many fights in factories in this film. They've always got to find a factory at the end, which is they, fine. Because they find it like, hit with, right? Right, well, that's the furnace thing. But, and also because... Like, like beginning. Because Terminator One and Terminator Two had really good fights in those kind of environments, so you have well, to. Do, they, yeah, so you've got to have particularly yeah, you've got to have it in a factory. The kill, <laughs> look, the kill box idea was fine. That was all good. I liked all that, and I liked the whole EMP going. There were bits I did like, but like, even the first, the opening fight is in a factory, and they didn't even they sort of touched on a robot taking our job, which was almost a cool idea. And by the way, the brother's sacrifice that's good. Like, there's, there's good bits for sure. Like. Considering he was like this kind of goofy character, that was cool. Like I, I genuinely liked that. But like the opening fight, which is like it might as well be a Marvel movie. It, it's like, yeah. and also the Terminator might as well be Venom. Like the bad guy Terminator is Venom mixed with I don't know Iron Man or something. Like it was like this is misconceived. Like it's like what can we do to make it even harder to kill? And like, and I understand that, but aren't they hard enough to kill already? Like why does it need to be? Like it's a two terminators in one. It's I, a slinky. I, as, as, I didn't I disagree. I quite like that I hated design. All of it. I just didn't there's nothing wrong with the design. the design. There's nothing wrong with the design. And also, particularly in the future, that thing she's like, which looks like a sort of spider terminator or something. Like, could we just? It's too easily CG. It's too. Um, like it's just yeah, they too, had CG too, in the other ones, mate. That's why. Like CG CG is fine, and I don't mind CG. I'm talking about like. This Terminator needs to have like nine legs, and it's just like can you just like like can't <laughs> just like. But I'm not I'm not knocking the what. There's no yeah, but, work but you know what? I completely agree. It's is so that boring. It's not actually exciting. It's boring. More, 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 right, more. Right, that's what I mean. More, more, more. Right. So, so for example, again, that plane sequence. Oh. It's the fucking stupidest thing I've ever seen. And by the way. It's done really well. Like it's it's exciting in theory, but don't give a fuck about any moment you know of it. I've there's stopped nine and... things happening every minute, every minute, like or every second. There's that that they're fighting in the fire and it's upside down and it's in the air and now they're in water and then and then they've got to get rid of the Humvee and put parachutes. But oh no, her legs on fire 
and, and then everything fell out of the oh we can't undo the and it's all in midair and everything's like again the plane suffers from the die another day thing that icarus thing where it just oh, keeps God. burning the plane it's like it's like just oh, no. stop it. Just... Alfred. Well, that bit, was even, that bit was even fine. I'm talking about the fact that that fucking plane gets hit by Icarus. Yeah. Everything else, Icarus hits once and it explodes. But this plane, like, it's okay, it can hit it like nine times or whatever it is. And it's, I mean, it's blowing up, but everyone's fine. In it. Well, it's like, it's like, like Batman machine, isn't it? Here oh. is a machine that takes, oh, that. That, that, yeah. takes up, that, that sucks out the water. Yeah, I know. Right. And um, humans yeah, are made of. And yeah, humans are made of water. And why do you want to do that anyway? Like, what is the fucking? Ah, but the, 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 the Darth Vader, everything. But everything was like, everything was like, it did, so, even so, for everything that was done well. But it's like it does none of it matters. Right, my all. favorite Fast and Furious film is Fast Five. Right, it's amazing because it has that fucking unbelievably stupid vault thing. That's Fast yeah, Five. Yeah, it's amazing. But at least that was real. That's my like, point. They did They're it for fucking real. In cars, doing real shit. Fucking yes, incredible. Advancements. Of there was one thing on that fucking plane sequence that wasn't that you did you knew there wasn't was all received by it all the time. Everything <clears throat> looked, nothing looks real. Nothing has any weight or consequence to it. This is fucking okay. boring. boring. I don't. I don't love the John Wick films. Although John Wick three was better. John Wick that, 3, at least the fights weren't repetitive. That's why yeah, I think. Uh, but at least they're real, right? At yeah, least yeah, of course. Real fights. Yes, absolutely. And, like, to the point now where if I see an action sequence and that action sequence is CGI, with the exception of things like Star Wars, right? Because. Of course, it's a uh, sci fi. I mean, and so is Terminator, to be fair. I'm not saying it shouldn't have any CGI. Of course it, it should. But... CGI. Enhancements. The Jeff Goldblum line from Jurassic Park, right? We spent yeah. so long asking if we... Oh, yeah. Can we do we, it? We should ask if we should. Yeah. And, and, and like, like yeah, we can do it with CGI. Yeah, but could we do it practically? No. Well, don't do it then. Yeah, or, or just... Uh, by the way, I'm not even saying don't do it. But, like, if you're doing it, you, like, just make it comprehensible. Just make it so that you can see... Look at the difference between Bumblebee... But look at the difference between Bumblebee and most other Transformers films. Oh, Bumblebee was delightful and all of the action you can see clearly and cleanly and and you can track like spatial relationships between people and the characters and and you can see what's happening in the transformers aside from i'll say the first one pretty much which is a good film the first one is a good film the rest of them it is incomprehensible the moment they start fighting you cannot see what the fuck is going on and bumblebee proves that you can and it also proves that you don't have to do it Right, exactly. That's what um, I'm getting at. That plane yeah, sequence could have been really exciting. That plane sequence could have been. It could have been, been exciting. I think you look at it from a building of an of the cohesion of an action sequence, which I get but to a point. Well, sto- can I can I say though, cohesion is what you're right. Cohesion is correct. I'm talking about story. Like yeah. action is story. An you're action, supposed an to action should exist. Happening. Yeah, an action sequence should exist to tell a story. Correct. Yes, exactly. And, and the, ca- every the characters. Wrestling is the pure example of an it action is. sequence. It's no story. Yeah, and a good and wrestling it's character match. and it's character. Like yeah, it's all about it's, character. It's it, a good wrestling match is about taking a a person from A to B to C to D to the end. One hundred percent. And that's at the back row. You're playing to the back row of a fucking arena. Exactly. Whereas Terminator. Yeah. Look, that sequence, yeah, you had no idea what was going on. It, you got to a point where everything was so unbelievable, you're just like, 
It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens next. You know the bit when they're, they're, they're doing physical danger. The bit when the bit when they're even though they're in danger the whole time, there's that bit where everything is happening and they're fighting with two different Terminators and all that shit and, and everything's crashing and exploding and they're about to hit the war. And it's like, oh, we can't get the Humvee out. It's like, oh, really? Oh, really? Of course you. Oh, the door wouldn't open or something or close or I can't remember. I was like, really? Like this? Does this matter now? Like does that bit? You've got an action sequence with four lead actors, right? So Hamilton, Schwarzenegger, Grayson, Davis, and the woman that plays Danny, right? Natalie Rees, I think her name is. Not one of them can die. No, no. Why do I give a fuck? Yeah, exactly. Like, like if during the middle of that sequence they they killed off Linda Hamilton. Well, I thought they killed Schwarzenegger. Uh, Well, I say killed, like destroyed the toilet. And then, of course, he's just there with that. He's got a broken arm. And yeah. like, by the way, I'm glad to see him. He's one of the most interesting things in the fucking movie. But I'm like, you, right? Okay, so he's, he's also, not dead. obviously he's not dead. Also, a gra- drape salesman. A drape salesman, which was kind of it. It was funny momentarily. Like he is funny. He's always entertaining. I, right. you know what I thought. Do you know what I thought was the funniest thing about Schwarzenegger? Because he's, he makes the Texas joke, and he the bit when he goes, I'm also I'm really funny or something uh, about why he's how he's been able to keep his identity secret. Do you know the thing that was genuinely funny? No one mentions it. It's on screen for about a minute. There's a, the, the scene when he's talking to them about how he's, you know, they say, where, you know, what's your story and all that stuff. He's sitting there with a dog. There's a dog with them. Aren't dogs, first of all, supposed to hate Terminators? That's one thing. Yes. That's fine. If they've got the dog and he's petting the dog and that's all fine. I don't care about that, except for aren't dogs supposed to hate Terminators? The thing that I thought was funny as fuck and was there, they're all sitting there. He's got his legs crossed. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Like, why would the Terminator? First of all, how has a Terminator got the flexibility to cross its legs? And for real, I know, I know that sounds ridiculous. No, no. And secondly, I was how is that so hard? At that. And how is that spot of floor underneath strong enough to take that pressure and weight? Right. Just everything. Like, it's like it's what is it? Four hundred pounds or whatever the fuck it is. And it's like, what are you talking about? Surely every chair in the house must be reinforced with steel. But crossing his legs, a Terminator. I was trying to. You're trying to picture. Forget all of this. Fl- think about the, the robot. It's sitting there with its legs crossed. It's the fucking stupidest thing I've ever seen. That and is, I was laughing so hard. And it must have brilliant. been a decision. Yeah. And it must have been a decision. <laughs> it must have been a decision. You know what? That's going to sit with its legs crossed. What? I love that. And on that note, um, where can our wonderful audience find out more about you? Oh, if you want to. Um, so it's at Ross Boyette for all the social media things. At Evo Films UK for Evolution Films, the film company that I'm a partner of. Uh, and also at Vengeance Film UK for the Vengeance Film franchise, which is all getting a bit exciting. It's going to be released next year, which isn't very close, but there's a lot of um, <laughs> interesting shit. It's taking forever. But it's because of our wonderful, and I mean this sincerely, our wonderful North distributor, Saban Entertainment, who are also Saban Films, who are fucking great. Uh, and uh, it's going to be good and stuff but uh it's just taking a bit longer than we hoped it's, that's it's all right these life. things take their time. well also we're nearly at the end of the year so it's just, you know right. and also uh, after after making three films that took five years each right yeah, okay. pretty much you know <laughs> a year yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. nothing nothing um and check out www.phil's quick review for bits and pieces around this podcast and reviews and other stuff we're on instagram at ross and phil talk movies and we uh, i'm on twitter at phil quick review 
that's right i think so facebook and all that other bollocks thank you for listening it's been a pleasure as always entertaining you i use entertaining in the loosest sense <laughs> <laughs> well, i've just i've just realized i'm trying when we listen to this back i need to figure out the percentage of which i've been just shouting I love it when you I get feel quite bad. I feel quite um, bad about that. Thanks for listening. We will be back at some point. Um, oh, on that, we are coming to the end of the year, but we're also coming to the end of the decade. So there's a couple of interesting things. Obviously, Shit, myself, yes. I know. We will be doing our usual wrap up of the year. Um, which will always always tends to get released around Christmas Day or, or between Christmas Day and New Year normally, because uh, I realise that if if like most people, you get really bored on 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 Christmas Day having a podcast to listen to can be a good thing. Um, but also we will be doing a wrap up of the decade. Wow! Can we get some guests on? Yeah, totally. <clears throat> Let's get some guests on. I was thinking about seeing if we could get some of the band back together from the old um, film exploitation days. We'll try and get the band back together, man. Um, or at least get some guests on. But we're going to talk about our, our favourite films from the... But not just our favourite films. The films that we rated as our best films of each year and see if they still hold up. Because That's I've looked through one. my list and, like, like... There is a certain film that didn't even make my top 10 of the year that's now 100% my favourite film of that year. What year? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Bear with a second. Yeah. Uh, I'm, just, I'm definitely not Googling. I'm definitely not Googling. Uh, yeah. 2015. What film is it? Well, if I tell you that, it's going to spoil the whole fucking crux of my oh, podcast. Right. Right. Basically, it's a film that I didn't like, and then I rewatched it last year, and I realised it's the best film of that year, and maybe is one it, of the best it, films of the decade. Is it? Is it Cold Light of Day? It fucking is as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I watched it the other day, and, and actually, it's seven out of ten. It and, fucking isn't. And actually, I watched it the other day, and actually, it's a ten out of ten. And and the the, the, the stop it beauty. And the coldness <laughs> is reminiscent of Van Hoogslagen at his best. A lack and, of a lack of any discernible performance from Henry Cavill. Like, <laughs> any discernible. The like high he, level of it is. I mean, <laughs> you see a bigger point where those people started to phone it in. Well, Bruce Willis, fuck you now. I mean, that that must be right. Again, I know we've ended the podcast, but we're still going. Fuck you all. Yeah, um, carry on listening. So we 20 <laughs> Yeah. Right, 2012, Bruce Willis, 2012. Right, I just want to check something. I'm looking at him now. So let's look at Bruce Willis. Let's look at 2012. So, up to <clears> 20, <throat> so before 2012. Well, hang we, on, we, okay. Mm. So we have Red in 2010. Red, yeah. Mr., uh, the Expendables. Yeah. So have Cop Out. Yeah. Well, we do have Moonrise Kingdom, which I've still not seen, which is also Cold Light of Day year. Yeah. <laughs> What a what a, what a double uh, I, my, so cold my, light of day and rice. Yeah, my young, my theory was that's the year it all went tits up. But then I'm looking at it and going, actually, uh, it's well like, before. It's well before. In 2007, he had Nancy Drew, but I Die saw Hard, that. Perfect Stranger. Did, did we see that Perfect Stranger film? Is that have you seen Perfect Stranger with Halle Berry? Yes, it's amazingly bad. Like it's it's like it's wonderfully bad. Shocking. Um, yeah. Over the Hedge, sixteen blocks. Lucky number 11. Hang on, 16 blocks. And uh, this is no... 
it's okay. Lucky number seven is okay as well. Lucky number seven is pretty good. It's okay. Pretty, pretty um, good. The whole 10 yards, Charlie's Angels, <laughs> Rugrats Go Wild, Tears what of the Stars. He was, he was really in Charlie's Angels. Hang on, hang on. He was in Charlie's Angels. Yeah, uncredited apparently. Um, Tears of oh, the Sun was pretty boring. Um, well, Tears of the no, Sun's all right. Heart right. Wall was pretty it's all right. No, it's all right. It's all right. I'm Friends. So 2000, he was good in Friends. Was he though? I thought that was terrible. I, I, thought, said, I honestly thought he was terrible so, in Friends. So what we're saying then is <clears> the <throat> last decent, the last proper decent year of. But even like, yes, he did the. No, success. I'm going back. No, no, no. There's some terrible. No, it's all terrible. Hang on, I'm going all the way back to the nineties where he had. He has never had a year where it's just been good. But he also in the year before he did the siege. And Armageddon, Mercury Rising, the Jackal was fucking appalling. Yeah. So Fifth Element, 97. Okay, fine. I like it a lot. Last Man Standing. Okay, so we've got two like films. No, no, 96. So, so not again, not a consistent year, more than one. So 95, 12 Monkeys, good. Die Hard with a Vengeance, good. Yeah. Four Rooms, funny. I liked it. Four rooms is fine. Four rooms is fine. fine. Ninety four, Pop Fiction and North. Fucking hell. Color of Night as well, which is amazingly bad. But oh my like god! It. So basically, he did the best film of his career, followed by two of the worst. Yeah, well, that's just the worst. They're definitely not the worst. They're just not very good. Ninety two. Strike! Hang on, you forgot striking distance in striking ninety-three. Distance and loaded, loaded weapon one. Those are the two films he did in nineteen ninety-three. Ninety-two. Death becomes her again. Good. Not good. Favorite. That's good. That's good. And the player, but good. Playing Bruce Willis, right? Yeah, but it's good though. So, Lost right. Boy Scout is good. The year where he's done. Hang on, last boy. Right. Okay. Yeah. Ninety-one. Last Boy Scout. Awesome. Billy Bath was not, but was not well received. Billy Bathgate is good, but not well received. Hudson, Hudson Hawk. Hawk critically reviled but i love it i like i love it, it. Um, love it. Uh, so small thoughts is good very boring 90 1990 look who's talking well, well well look who's talking to made millions and millions of millions we i may not i think it was stupid but it made fuck loads of money the vanity. And, which was a massive flop terrible and die, and die too, which i like a lot so basically what we are effectively saying is bruce willis he's never had a, he's never he's never had a good deal He's never had. I've never worked that out that Bruce Willis has never had a good year. No. Anyway, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.